before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses will be given to him. These words from our first reading in the book of Sirach have been bothering me all week. I want you to hear them again. Before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. You understand what this is saying? Basically it is saying we will be saved or we will be damned based on our choices. On what we love. At the end of your life, God is going to give you what you love most. And if it isn't him, it isn't heaven. And what bothers me about this, heck, what even terrifies me about this, is that those who go to hell want to be there. Because they chose it. We, by our choices of life or death, good or evil, will be given whatever we choose. And that's an incredible thing to think about. I don't know if you have ever heard of this priest. His name is Father Stephen Shire. A few years ago, my brother and I were able to have a phone call with him. He passed away, I think, two years ago. But prior to that, we had a phone call with him. He had an incredible experience happen to him. He was a priest in the 80s, and he had been ordained about 11 years at this point. He was from Kansas. And at that point, he was in a very serious car accident. But before the accident, he said his priesthood was concerned with what others thought about him. He said it wasn't so much in service to God's people, it was trying to get God's people to like me. He said the priesthood was not being lived the way it should. He said from the outside, it looked like everything I do, everything that I was doing was right, but my heart wasn't in the right place. And Jesus is abundantly clear today in the gospel. Salvation, damnation, it's all, it starts in the heart. Where your heart is at rest. He said, I did all of my ministerial duties, but I didn't believe. He didn't pray. He only, celebrated mass, or he only celebrated Mass when he had to. He really just said, I lived in the world and for the world. Nice vacations, good drink, good food. One, way, one morning he was on his way to Wichita and he was hit head on by a pickup. He was thrown from his vehicle. The right side of his skull, his scalp, skull and part of his brain was shorn off from the impact. And he was left unconscious, and a nurse arrived on scene. She wasn't in the ambulance. She just pulled over because the accident was so bad and got up to him and held his head because she she realized that not only had he had a massive brain injury, but he also had broken his neck. It's what's called the C2 vertebrae. It's called the hangman's vertebrae. And when you break that, if you move your neck at all, you will asphyxiate immediately. So he said, everybody that saw me saw that I was unconscious. But he's like, I was, I was conscious in my mind. And I just started praying the Hail Mary over and over and over again. They drove him by ambulance to a nearby hospital, airlifted him to Wichita. When he showed up in Wichita to the trauma center, they gave him a 15% chance of survival. He said at that moment when everybody found out, they all started to pray for him. His parishioners, other people that he had served. 
And he said, as they were praying, I had an out-of-body experience. And I was before the judgment seat of Jesus. And as we stood there, he just showed me my life. All the choices I made. What I loved. And at the end, he simply said to me, by the way you lived your life and what you chose, you have chosen hell. And he said in that moment, he said, I just looked at Jesus and said, yes, Lord, you are correct. He said, because there are no rebuttals when you're before truth itself. You don't get to say, yeah, but. You just say, yes, Lord, you are correct. And all of a sudden, he heard a voice, female voice that said, son, will you please spare his life and his soul? And Jesus said, mother, for 11 years, he has been a priest for himself and not for me. Let him receive what he has chosen. Mary said back, but give him one more chance. And if he fails, then let your will be done. Jesus then said, Mother, he's yours. Woke up. Father Stephen said to us that there are two ways to believe in Jesus. In the head or in the heart. He said in the head, we intellectually believe in him. Saying I'm Catholic, I know some things about it. I'm, ab- I'm obligated to do certain things. But other than that, it doesn't go much further. He said, but if it's in the heart, if it's in the heart then Jesus is at the center of everything. Notice what he's judged on, you guys. He's, not, he's judged on what he loved. God was going to give him what he loved. I think we miss judgment here. You know, like, it's not like Jesus at the end of our lives is going to have all of us up and he's going to be like, you, heaven. You, hell. Sorry, but you, hell. It's an analogy, don't worry. Heaven, hell, heaven, heaven, hell. It's not going to be like that. The point of judgment is Jesus is going to sit there and say, what did you want? And if it wasn't him, he's going to give you what you wanted. But that's it. That's all you get. Just that. You know, I think also, not only do we have a a skewed image of judgment, we have a skewed image of hell. If I could paint a picture from what most of you probably think hell is, I would paint this picture. Kind of jagged rocks, it's sort of dark, reddish glow, smoke, there's fire, there's burning lakes, there's demons flying around torturing people, prodding them with these pitchforks, screams, and is that kind of close? A little bit. I don't think that's what hell is like at all. Because what Jesus was going to give this man was what he loved most, which was what? It was himself. And he was going to give him himself forever. There's a man, a priest, his name is Father Candido Amantini. He's the, uh, he was the head exorcist for Rome for decades. And in a book, he tells this story about when he was talking to a demon. And he said to the demon this, he said, Suppose there were two enemies in this life who hated each other. They hated each other unto death. And both of them ended up in hell. What is the relationship that they will share since they will now be together for eternity? And the demon answered this. He said, how stupid you are. You understand nothing of hell. Down here, everyone lives caved in on themselves, torn apart by their regrets. There's no relationship with anyone. 
Everyone finds themselves in the most profound solitude and desperately weeps for the evil they have committed. Hell is like a cemetery. If that isn't the most terrifying image of hell I've ever heard, I don't know what is. Alone, forever, and the only thing you can remember is your regrets. Father Stephen said it took a broken neck and the threat of eternal damnation for God to get his attention, to focus his heart. What's it going to take for us? Because you guys, the stakes are so high. We mess around in this world with our own stupid pursuits, hardly even paying attention to our eternal salvation, forgetting that life is short, death is certain, eternity is really, really long. And judgment's real. We mess around with the dumbest stuff when eternal joy is being held out to us. St. Paul says it in the second reading. Eye is not seen, ear is not heard, nor is it even dawned on man. What God has ready for those who love him. But don't kid yourself. This stuff is real. And we all are going to one place or another. And it will be based on what we loved. Who we loved, what we chose, how we chose. At the end of your life, what is going to matter most? It's not going to be your degrees, your honors, your money, your business you built. None of that's going to matter. Did you love well? Did you serve well? Did you do something great for others? Did you do something that has eternal significance? Or was it just about you? All of our actions have, and choices have eternal consequences. And so I think it would be good for the rest of this Mass to simply ask yourself this. What do I love? Where is my heart? Because before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses will be given to him.